Crime and Wine. I'm Pamela Fagan Hutchins, your host, and this is the show where I talk with other crime fiction writers about the stories of thrills and suspense that will leave you mystified, sometimes horrified, and always wanting more. Please join me in welcoming today's special guest. Hello, you guys. This is Pamela coming to you from Denmark for the last time, but representing our hometown Sheridan Hawks from our hockey team in Wyoming because I'm so happy to be going home. What has been fun has been rainy and dark, and I am ready for the sunshine in the mountains, and I'm ready to welcome our guest today. I want you guys to virtually give a warm welcome to Shannon Hollinger. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am delighted to have you. I was delighted to read your book. I'm delighted that we share a publisher. All of this is so much fun. And congratulations. What was the release date for Best Friends Forever? It was January 12th. January 12th. So we're still brand new. Right. Not even a week. <laughs> That's fantastic. So you guys, the book is Best Friends Forever. It's a psychological thriller. And um, and if you could tell us just a little about it, about it in your own words, Shannon. Uh, it's about a girl, Kate, and um, on the night of her high school graduation, they're out where they're not supposed to be partying, and she comes up on her best friend holding a bloody rock over a dead body with her little yeah. sister standing there. It's only slightly creepy, and I'm sure none of that going out doing things that you aren't supposed to on your graduation night. Nothing like that in your background or mine. It's just Oh, no, I was out there way before I was supposed to be. <laughs> So her best friend um, is holding a rock over a dead body and um, and the rest is thrills and chills. Yes. <laughs> so she panics and she actually moves away and leaves, leaves town. And doesn't, I, yeah, doesn't come back at all no. for a 10 years. Or so. Yeah. And that's where we pick her up. So um, what gave you the idea for um, this this book? Actually, my husband and I were watching a movie probably about seven or eight years ago, and he said something like, would a teenage girl really be that stupid? I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> they go where they're not supposed to do, you know, and it got me started. I started thinking about how lucky my friends and I were when we were younger that nothing really bad ever happened because, you know, the scene where the murder takes place, we went out there, you know, that's yeah. the dunes. We were there. We weren't supposed to be, and we got really lucky that bad things didn't happen. So I started thinking, what if? Isn't that the truth though? You think back for me now, it's that I've raised three daughters and I think back on their high school years and how terrified I was, they would do the things that I did and not be as lucky. It's amazing. I'm sorry mm -hmm. to all teenage girls out there, but it's amazing <laughs> how very not smart we can be as teenage girls. Um, so it was a, it was a fantastic idea and the reviews have been phenomenal. Thank you. <laughs> well, so with this book, is it going to be a standalone? I assume it's a standalone. And yes, that's a standalone. On, are you working on another psychological thriller now or what's in the works? I have one coming out in March and that one is The Slumber Party. Um, another dual timeline, but mainly takes place when they're older and the characters are slightly older. Um, and then in November, I have the Chief Maggie Riley, which is a police procedural series that is coming out. It, that oh. one's set in Maine. 
Yes. Um, much different, much older, more mature, different audience. So with your police procedural set in Maine, what are your, are you, do you have ties to Maine? Because um, these first books were in Florida, right? Uh, the first book's in Florida. The second one's in Massachusetts, where my husband and I lived for three years. Um, we lived in New Hampshire for five years. And we're okay. right on the Maine border. And we actually went on our honeymoon in Maine. We have a family place, um, my husband and I do, in, at Lake Mooslick-McGuntick, which is in Rangeley area. And so we're always back and forth across that New Hampshire border. Such a pretty area. But it can be creepy. Oh, it can be very creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to a creepy police procedural, which is more like your own background, right? I mean, before writing, you you did something. Uh, I have degrees in crime scene technology and physical anthropology. So I spent a brief stint in uh, forensics. So now you're my go-to girl when I have questions. <laughs> I just want you to know that. Okay. You guys, I'm not sharing her email address, but I'm using it. <laughs> you, can, you can write to me whenever you have lawyer questions if, if you don't have somebody else already that's a dial-in for you. But um, so did you enjoy um, that work? Um, I did for the most part. Um, I My intention was to be a CSI out in the field collecting evidence. And I was at the medical examiner's office, which is all hands-on with mm -hmm. decedents and bodies. Um, didn't like that as much. Yeah. I was never going to be that person who was comfortable watching a fly on an exposed bowel try and land on my face. But, yeah, but I know. Some people are okay with that. I never got comfortable it's like the analysis and the science is super interesting, but the actual parts of it, yeah, leave a lot to be desired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can only imagine. So for you, has writing been a lifelong dream? Is this something that you stumbled into? How'd you get into it? I started writing as soon as I could write. Um, my mom has a trunk of stories I wrote when I was little and I kind of fell out of it. It didn't really, I mean, most people don't make a living as a writer. Right. And so when I went to school, I was trying to be realistic. What can I do? And so I did that. Um, I bartended through college and mm -hmm. I've had real estate licenses. So I always figured land, alcohol and crime. I have my bases covered. Now it's <laughs> you really do. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and as a bartender, that kind of makes you like a social psychologist, you know, a psychologist almost. You get to know everyone, you observe the worst of their behavior and how it comes out when they are outside themselves. So yes. good on you. Great prep. Yeah. What's <laughs> your dialogue? Oh, God. Yes. And accents and all the things that people yes. are disclosing that they don't think they are. Secrets. I love it. I love it. So with this book, if you were thinking about um, a character in it that didn't behave like that you thought they were going to when the idea first came into your head, is there anybody in this book that misbehaved and, and colored outside the lines? Or are you a good outliner who... Uh, I don't outline at all. I'm a complete <laughs> answer. Um, I encourage them to misbehave because that's how the story gets written. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so yeah, if they don't misbehave, you have no story because you're you're starting from scratch. Um, I love that feeling when when you get that little sensation in the back of your head that a character is about to just blow your mind. And that's right. <laughs> so with the um, this book, 
if it were to become a movie, do you have in your mind character, uh, excuse me, actors that would be perfect to play the parts? Is that the kind of thing that you dream up? Oh, not really, because I don't, I'm not really familiar with actors that age anymore. Me either. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I, I'll see things that pop across social media or like somebody's trending and I'm like, who are they? And then I'll think, I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if they, if they do cast it, you'll just say, you know, whatever. <laughs> you pick the I'll make cast for the mom. Yeah. I, I that part. Who's that going to be? Oh, I don't know. I was just <laughs> <laughs> but you could at least come up with that. Right. After. That's Oh my gosh. So when you're writing, do you find that you're writing more than one story at once, or do you tend to focus in on just one thing? Did your I prefer did your to focus on just one thing, but um, I have so many coming out in the next year that I have to put what I'm writing aside and then do edits and then come back and do edits, and I don't like it at all. It's, it's, it's ruining my process. Yeah, it's like you get out of voice and you know out of even the plot line and come back and it's like. What's the name of the characters in this book? What do they look like? Then you have to read the whole thing again before you go on and you lose all that time and you've lost your momentum. And yeah, it's frustrating, but I'm getting better at it. A few years ago, I was writing a series and an opportunity came up to write something out of an old series. And I said, sure. It was the most hellacious experience of my life. It was like, that's so five years ago. I don't even remember writing that. In fact, I don't think I did. I think somebody <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. And so with the um the day in the life of Shannon the writer, what do you have a a process, a place, a special outfit? How do you how do you do writing? Uh, I get the dog squared away on the couch beside me. Wear <laughs> him out. How are, how many how many dogs? Just one at the moment. We lost his life companion a few years ago, and he's actually getting ready to turn 16, but he oh, still wow. has the energy of a puppy. So it's it's a balance. What kind of dog? It's a schnauzer mix. He's he's actually in the series, the dogs in the series. Ah, uh, the one that's coming dogs. out. Yeah. I love it. When I wrote I the book. I love it. So do you have a special writing outfit, or is it just about T-shirt. T-shirt and shorts, it's Florida. That's true. It is. It is Florida. And I'm coming to Florida tomorrow, so how's the weather? Am I going to be hot? It was freezing this morning. It was like 57 degrees. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So <laughs> it heats up during the day. We can come um, out of hibernation. You know, the thing about Florida is 57 to me would feel like an incredible heat wave. However, it's wet. And I'm a big believer that wet cold is the worst cold. So you have my, you have my sympathies for 57 and wet. Um, so now we're going to do something that we've been calling the speed round. And I ask basically same or similar questions of everybody that comes on the show. So the people that listen or watch, and we've got viewers all over the world, YouTube and live streaming, and we've got podcast listeners. And so they've come to expect that you're going to face these questions. So just to pick a few of them with you, um, if you were to have to choose between sushi and pizza, it would be? Sushi. Sushi. Su sushi. Easy yeah. for me not to say. And I guess with a Floridian, we would expect that you are more the seafood type or where'd that come from? I have an allergy to yeast. Ah, there you go. So I love pizza, 
But sushi is my power food, so. Pizza doesn't love you. No. I already know that you are a pantser, not a plotter. And I think you're a dog and not a cat person. So we can skip those. Um, it's happy hour. You used to be a bartender. What are you ordering at, at happy hour? Uh, Tito's Dirty Martini with Never Myth. Oh, that's nice. Um, dirty, like extra dirty or just a, a, a regular? Just a splash of olive juice. Flash of apologies. Very nice. You and I could drink together. Um, and your a character in this book was too young at this time for us to be considering her a drinker. But for your police procedural, if you were to go out with that character, what do you think they would order? Tequila. Tequila. Straight up? Yes. Body shots? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Um, you win the lottery. It's a big one. First, the five things you spend your money on. Ooh, books. Um, is that only one thing? <laughs> <laughs> They'd have to be very rare books to spend all your money. You've still got some left. Unless okay. you bought a library. Um, no, the dog would get more spoiled, definitely. And uh, I don't know. That's a really hard one. I know, isn't it? Yeah. I, first, thing I think about is I pay off all my bills. And mm -hmm. then I'm like, but then what? <laughs> I already have everything I want. Um, when you are writing a book, what is your favorite part? Research, first draft, rewrite. What do you like? First draft. What about it? What about it makes you happy? I'm finding out what happens. Um, yeah. Research, you know, I, I'll even do a bit of that during the first draft because I don't like to be wrong. And the rewrite, I just don't like rewriting. I don't like editing. You know, it's just. I don't like the letter you get that tells you what you're going to rewrite. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fun. <laughs> I don't like when you turn the page of that letter and then you see two more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, good. It's just one long paragraph that went on for three pages. <laughs> exactly. All right. And so if you. If your protagonist, let's stick with um, Best Friends Forever for now. If Kate had a theme song, what would it be? Oh, oh that's tough. I don't know, because she'd probably listen to younger music. She probably would. She probably yeah. would. She'd probably be stuck in high school 10 years ago, 2010. Best Lady Gaga, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of missed that generation myself. I find when I'm writing, I have to go back and look up all this music that my kids were listening to. And I still just somehow managed to just tune it out. Um, all right. Last question. If you can be something other than a writer for one day, your dream job, money's not an object. Would there be another job you'd want to do? Uh, queen of the world isn't available. <laughs> Well, I, I would want to design like the haunted houses for uh, like Halloween Horror Nights. I would want to work for a scare attraction and design the scares and really scare people. This is something that you have wanted to do for a long time, isn't it? I, yes. This was not a random answer. This was a, <laughs> yes, I want to scare people for a living, which is kind of what you do as a writer, but more blood and gore. So it's like you could. Combine this Yeah, you have you really have the opportunity when you have someone in your grasp in like a haunted house or something. <laughs> oh my gosh, would you be the one that's like watching behind the hidden partition to see their reactions and 
Definitely. <laughs> Let me know I did a good job. You guys, Shannon is a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one who knows me is going to deny that. <laughs> Oh, I absolutely love that. It's like you took forensic analyst and combined it with a writer and then added in a little bit of something else really twisted. I love it. I love it. Well, maybe you'll get a chance. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you'll get a chance to be that for, you could volunteer or something for next year. So I have kids and they love horror movies. Do you watch horror movies? I do. You do. I can't do it. Now, well, no, I just can't. I was going to say I've done some, but that's not even true. I can read like a Stephen King type of horror book, but I just, otherwise I just can't. Do you aspire to write horror? I've written some horror short stories. Yeah? Yeah, it's, it's not the same. No, it no. isn't? No. <laughs> you went the real thing. You went to see them cry. <laughs> it's not the same as facing your fears. I'm the person yeah. who's first in line in every haunted house. You know, I'm waiting for someone to scare me. And honestly, none of it scares me more than bad drivers. So <laughs> that's, that's actually a really good point. Well, I hope that this is the first of many successful 2023 and onward books for you. It sounds like you've got at least three coming out this year been hard at work yes. um and thank you for being on the show it was a thank delight you so much for having me. and um so i'm gonna say goodbye now to shannon you guys and i'm going to remind you that if you would like to go and see uh, more about shannon's books that she has a website shannonhollinger.com for those of you that can see the video it's across the bottom of the screen and if you want to see past shows that um, have been recorded and archived, you can find them on my website, PamelaFaganHutchins.com, as well as upcoming shows. You can also, while you're out there, it would not hurt my feelings at all. If you picked up my 2022 releases, which were Seeking Felicity, Bighorn, and Sitting Duck, I have none for you this year. Everything, and I'm going to have Shannon's 2023 and 2024 with five books coming out. Um, and you can catch them all um, free in Kindle Unlimited if you are the kind of person that subscribes. Here's the last thing I have to say. Crime and Wine is a copyrighted and solely owned production of Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. And I really appreciate them and what they do for us writers um, in helping get the word out to you guys about the great things you have available to you out there. So I'll see you on the next show where I will not be in Denmark. You guys have a good one. Read a great book. I recommend Best Friends Forever. Thanks for joining us today on Crime and Wine, chats with crime fiction authors and Pamela Fagan Hutchins. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll check back in with us next time for more thrills, suspense, and stories that will mystify, sometimes horrify, and always leave you wanting more.